thanks to Bombfell for supporting The Motley Fool. Bombfell is an online personal styling service for men that helps find the right clothes for you. Get $25 off your first purchase at bombfell.com forward slash fool. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash fool. Welcome to Industry Focus, the show that dives into a different sector of the stock market. Every day, today we're talking energy and industrials. It's Thursday, the 5th of October, and we're going to be discussing everybody's favorite all-electric vehicle maker, Tesla. Joining me on Skype all the way from Colorado is Motley Fool contributor and senior technology specialist, Daniel Sparks. Daniel, how are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me on the show. No, more than welcome. You are uh, our resident expert, so I thought that we could discuss uh, Tesla's update on third quarter production. You're the best guy to go to. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, so, as I said, Tesla's uh, updated their third quarter production and deliveries. Uh, it caused some headlines and headaches this week. Uh, production of the Model 3, the car pegged as Tesla's more affordable mass market offering, reservations of which are estimated to be around 450,000, fell far short of the initial production plan. So, production issues continue to plague the company. Tesla built just 260 models of the Model 3 between July and September. That's 83% less than the 1500 promise. The company said in its statement, there are no fundamental issues with the Model 3 or the supply chain. We understand what needs to be fixed and we are confident of addressing the manufacturing bottleneck issues in the near term. So, Daniel, CEO Elon Musk had cautioned previously that the Model 3 production would be manufacturing hell. It seems like it might be. What do you think? Uh, Is this indicative of a serious problem? I think it is concerning. Investors shouldn't just overlook something like this, um, you know, just because they say things should turn out to be fine in the near term. Um, when you see a miss that big on a car that's this important, uh, investors should take a second look. Um, you know, we should keep the perspective that this is early on that S curve, uh, the way that automobiles are uh, go about their production ramps. So, you know, when you see 260 vehicles produced uh, when they were promising 1,500, it is big percentage-wise, but it's small in the absolute number. Um, You know, just for some context, they're looking to produce 5,000 vehicles a week by the end of the year. Uh, So numbers like these are pretty small compared to that. But it is concerning. I think investors should uh, have an, an additional reason to pay closer attention uh, during the shareholder uh, during the shareholder letter when they give more information, and uh, especially when they come about toward the for- fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the the third time this year that Tesla cited production issues as a reason for misguidance. Um, and for me, this seems like more possibly of a forecasting issue. They they suggested that they could achieve 1,500 cars only two months ago and then proceeded to miss it by 80%. Um, so analyst expectations are high as a result of this. It seems like this is just continual overstating. Um, you wrote last year uh, some interesting thoughts on this, though. The article, Tesla Motors, small misses on big targets set the stage for huge growth. Um, you can Google that or uh, feel free to email us at industryfocus at fool.com. And I will gladly send you a copy of it. It's a great article. So, Daniel, what are your thoughts on this? Well, um, and I think it's also important, you know, we keep in perspective analyst forecasts versus Tesla's. Um, They have, in general, had a difficult time living up to their forecasts. And, and, you know, like that article, um, they have, you know, some small misses on big targets. Um, But 
just to be fair in the near term, um, I think there is some information on the internet, you know, saying that they've missed three of their uh, most recent forecasts. But what actually happened was uh, during the first half of the year, they guided for 47,000 to 50,000 deliveries, and they came in at the low end of guidance, which might have been below some of analysts' forecasts. Mm-hmm. But they actually hit um, guidance in the first half of the year for deliveries, um, and they're still on track during the second half of the year. So that is uh, just this little context investors should keep in mind. Um, where they messed up, though, is uh, missing on production of Model 3, which, like we said, is a big deal. But yeah, the small misses on big targets is something um, investors should really think about because you look back uh, since Tesla launched the Model S in 2012, um, barring the first year of growth in 2013 after that was you know some 650% growth in vehicle deliveries or something. But from there on out, it's been about 50% per year on average. Uh, this is some stunning growth and it's not necessarily the most friendly forecast environment when you're looking ahead each year and saying, hey, uh, we predict sales are going to increase by about 50% this year. Um, so mm-hmm. so that's something else investors should keep in mind. That article kind of details it further. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you raised two really good points there. One is that um, you know, analyst expectations often uh, confuse the situation because it, they may not be rooted in, in anything that the company has has came out come out with themselves. I think if you look, analysts are predicting Tesla to li- to deliver um, seven hundred forty eight thousand cars by twenty twenty, which really calls for you know fifty percent growth this year, and then I think something ridiculous like one hundred seventy five percent next year, sixty eight percent the following year, thirty thirty percent the following year. So you can see that these are all kind of uh, given um, uh, given targets that they may not prescribe to in the company. Um, and the other thing is it's just, it is a huge undertaking to introduce a new product line to a manufacturing facility. Uh, I know when I, when I worked in manufacturing, the lead times on a new product were always four to six times longer than a product that has been made multiple times. And, and they, this is obviously showing in the results. Right. Uh, it does make sense. And you know, I think that things here with the Model 3 are going to be particularly confusing when it comes to forecasting, especially on a quarterly basis, um, just because Tesla is calling for such a huge step change. Um, and that does raise an in- interesting point uh, as far as an analogy of the last time Tesla had a big step change was when it uh, went from producing the Roadster, um, a sports car it no longer makes, to the Model S. At the time, Tesla was producing around 3,000 vehicles a year, um, and when they told investors they expected to to uh, sell 20,000 Model S in the first full year of production, investors basically laughed it off, and the stock kind of treaded water. Um, but then, as they went throughout the year, they actually pulled this off and ended up delivering, uh, I think it was around 22,000 vehicles in 2013. Mm-hmm. So when we the only step change we have to look at uh, that was really big is this one and they did pull it off. Of course now we're talking something that's on a totally different scale and that's why investors should be concerned about this uh, initial initial uh, misstep. Uh, Tesla wants to produce 500,000 vehicles next year and right now they're producing only 100,000. So yes, absolutely. Um, but I mean there's a little background here. Tesla's stock is up almost 64% this year. Uh, shares fell only 1.5% in after hours trading and then rebounded really quickly on this news. And some of that 
is due to the incredibly loyal shareholder base that they have. Um, to put this into perspective, Tesla's market cap, as I'm sure you're aware, um, Daniel, is larger than General Motors, which is one of the big three US automakers. General Motors sold 10 million vehicles last year and made $9 billion in profit compared to, what, what was Tesla's sales last year? 55,000 vehicles and no profit? Um, yeah, I think it was 51,000 51, or, or so. So there's a huge difference here. There's a lot of expectation in this stock. Um, and the, the stock just generally tra- plays by different rules. But what's important to realize is that these Model 3 production problems really overshadow, overshadowed an otherwise strong delivery report, um, which is what, what you highlighted to me, Daniel. So it seems like investors demonstrated a level head and a holistic approach to these results, which is a rare thing to see on Wall Street. But we continue to see it with Tesla stock. Yeah, and I did just remember it. Fifty-one thousand or so was the year before. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, last last year they were uh, somewhere in between there and a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, for perspective, they're calling for one hundred thousand total deliveries of Model S and X this year, which would be up thirty-one percent from last year. So that's kind of where they're at right now. Yeah. Uh, and I think uh, the production issues were really isolated this time to the Model 3. I think lines at the Gigafactory, which we now have to consider, uh, were on plan. Model S and Mono- Model X assembly lines um, were meeting targets, which, as you pointed out before, uh, is kind of a similar example for what we might see with the uh, Model 3, even though obviously there's a bit more riding on this in terms of volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so deliveries were up. Um, Tesla on Monday said that its global deliveries, including Model S, sedans, and Model X, rose 4.5% compared to the year year earlier, and they beat the average estimate of 25,900 deliveries. So there was some really good news in these results. Um, it's just so easy to get grabbed by the headlines. Everybody wants to write about the fact that they missed their production target, targets purely because they were so um, overstated in the first place, I think. Right. So uh, that does, you know, investors should keep in mind that Tesla actually met its delivery targets uh, for the quarter, and they didn't actually provide a delivery target for Model 3, but of course, when they said they wanted to produce 1,500, you'd assume it'd be much higher. Um, But they're sticking to only providing guidance for Model S and X right now because of all the uncertainty surrounding Model 3. Uh, But yeah, they they had guided for um, deliveries in the second half of the year to be higher in the first half, and the first half they were around 47,000 vehicles. Um, and with about 26,000 deliveries in Q3, now they're thinking that they can uh, deliver about 3,000 more than 47. So uh, in that regard, they actually did raise their guidance for the full year, uh, which is notable. Mm-hmm. And investors should realize that Model S and X are ultimately Tesla's bread and butter in the near term. Uh, and they're, the operating cash flow from those is uh, supposed to help fund the Model 3. So uh, in some ways, this could actually uh, help catapult Model, Model 3 a little faster since Tesla's expecting these vehicles uh, to do so well. And, you know, investors were also thinking that the Model S and X could have peaked that uh, year ago quarter, which was Tesla's record quarter for combined S and X deliveries. And now we see Model S really kicking back up and Model X at a uh, record high for quarterly deliveries. So that's something. Uh, investors should be happy about. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have to ask your opinion. This is kind of a curveball, but do you think that with all the news surrounding the delays in the Model Three, people are going to um, pull back on their reservations because it was only a thousand dollar deposit, right? For four hundred and fifty thousand people have made these deposits. 
Yeah, I mean, that could happen, but um, that's a metric I'm not really focusing on uh, just because Tesla obviously isn't either. Um, Otherwise, you know, we'd see some strong marketing for Model 3. Um, They're not really interested in helping that number grow. Um, So I think that uh, that's something, you know, investors should should just tend to overlook. There will be a lot of headlines regarding reservations, but until Tesla starts putting some effort into uh, generating new reservations, uh, there's no reason to really be concerned. Oh yeah, and it's incredible that they have so many reservations without um, doing a lot of the promotion, which has been their traditional stance. But yeah, excellent example of another kind of metric that gets overblown in the media, but isn't actually that beneficial for investors to watch. So that's great. Um, Absolutely. Before we talk about another potentially exciting revelation for Tesla, uh, I want to thank Bumfell for supporting Industry Focus. Bumfell is an online personal styling service for men that helps find the right clothes for you. I have a lot of friends and colleagues that have tried this service. They certainly look noticeably more stylish when they start using it. And the clothes are, I have to say, fantastic quality. Bumfell offers clothing that is really designed for you, and it starts with a simple questionnaire. Friends rave about this aspect of the service, saying it took them just a few minutes to complete, and once they were done, Bonfell really got it right. They knew preferred sizing, fit, and styles that they liked. With those details, Bonfell matches you up with matches you up one-on-one with dedicated stylists who will scour menswear collections from around the world to handpick every piece and share your selections with you. From there, you're in total control. You can receive clothes every one, two, or three months, and you can pause or cancel any time. I know that there are a lot of men and women who hate wasting time in the mall searching for the right clothes, and nine times out of ten, they don't find something they like. If they have to, they have to try it on, and we all know the horror of changing rooms, and then wait in a checkout line. With Bonfell, you receive your clothing, and you can just try it on in the comfort of your own home without being rushed. You keep what you like, and you send back what you don't at no charge. It's that easy to get good-looking, well-fitted clothing in your wardrobe. For industry-focused listeners, we have a special offer. $25 off your first purchase. Just go to bombfell.com forward slash fool. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash fool for $25 off your first order. Thanks again to Bombfell for supporting the show. So also making news this week was the supposed sighting of a Tesla truck. The photo of the rumored truck surfaced on Reddit. It was uploaded, deleted, uploaded again, um, resulting in some wonderful conspiracy theories. But anyway, the uh, actual image of the truck, uh, which was on the back of another semi in somewhere in California, um, seems to line up with the teaser images released by Tesla. The headlights curl up and back, and the fairing can be seen in the image um, separately, which would line up if, if on the top of the cab to make it look almost identical uh, to the shadowy outline uh, image released by Tesla. So the official, the tentative scheduled date for the official release is the 26th uh, of this month, month already October. Um, the truck is rumored to have a range of somewhere between 200 and 300 miles on a single charge, uh, some form of autopilot, and potentially going to be just a day cab, meaning it has uh, no sleeper berth. So what do you make of this, Daniel? Yeah, the Tesla Semi is something I'm watching, uh, but not particularly factoring into any forecasts right now um, but it is it is notable to see Tesla uh, wanting to expand into another market uh, particularly one that can charge premium prices um, so that's kind of how I'm viewing Tesla semi in general um, Tesla has 
said they they actually mentioned the Tesla Semi in their master plan part two, um, and they're really going for uh, reducing costs. Uh, both, I, I'm guessing what they mean by that is both in terms of operating costs, um, as far as uh, just because it's electric, they're hoping there will be less maintenance, and that's probably also a nod to uh, potentially reducing driver costs in the long term uh, by introducing. Uh, self-driving trucks and and things like that uh, since Tesla's pursuing that same technology mm-hmm. with its vehicles uh, there's been some rumors that maybe they'll send these trucks out in fleets with kind of a, a lead vehicle um, which could could make Tesla have only one driver uh, this isn't actually a new idea that Tesla invented but uh, it's something that they're thinking about doing reportedly mm-hmm I mean, there's an enormous opportunity in this area, but there's a lot of um, nuance in the industry between light duty trucks, medium duty, heavy duty, and obviously the smaller, lighter, lower lower daily range trucks are more likely to adopt this technology faster. Um, but with electrification and automation, especially with you know the uh, impending restriction on driving time for um, long haul, uh, Tesla's in the right area definitely I think there's a a huge opportunity here even if it may not be in the next 10 years but maybe the next 30 years Um, but they're not the only player in this industry Transpower they specialize in converting traditional equipment to electric powertrains um, is deploying demonstration vehicles next year Siemens is also involved Uh, Cummins the traditional diesel maker uh, in in Indiana in their Columbus uh, factory they're creating a truck called Aos, which I probably have pronounced incorrectly. I'm sorry for that. Uh, the concept vehicle is designed to transport goods in urban areas, so it only has a range of 100 miles per day. But it all demonstrates the fact that there's a lot of people who are interested in this segment of the market. Uh, it's not the first time that Tesla has faced industry competition, but arguably consumers buying um, you know, consumer vehicles and Model S, etc., they have less variables to weigh, just given the kind of fleet costs and total operating costs that a lot of... Um, freight operators have to deal with. Do you think Tesla may be a little out of that element here? Yeah, so uh, the, what Tesla's bringing to the market here is you know, their experience in electric vehicles and uh, other auto manufacturers um, and truck manufacturers working on uh, competitors. I think uh, it's more, it would be even more speculation for them than uh, someone like Tesla, since they already have the Gigafactory and so much expertise uh, in electric vehicles. Uh, so that's one thing for investors to consider. Uh, and also, I think that when we actually see this semi, uh, investors should really kind of pair it up against uh, gas semis, because ultimately that's the market here, mm-hmm. uh, virtually 100% of it, until some of these other new uh, electric vehicles start getting some attention. Uh, so we investors should just really look to see, hey, is this new semi uh, actually going to compete with uh, comparably priced semis? Uh, yeah. And then that's kind of the same thing that's been true with Model S and X. Uh, no matter how many uh, competing hybrids there are or electric vehicles, uh, they're ultimately going up against comparably, comparably priced luxury sedans and uh, SUVs. So mm-hmm. I think you're exactly right. Um, I think there is certainly... Uh, a lot to be done in this industry, but right now I think electric what what is available, which is obviously t- a tiny um, sample size, but they're a lot more expensive, 165 percent more expensive uh, if you factor in everything. 
Um, and there's a lot of people who are advocating for kind of subsidies in this industry. But I think I 100% agree with you. Until they can have a value proposition that is competitive with traditional uh, offering, then they, they won't be successful. But we have seen them do this. We've seen them achieve it um, already in the consumer space. And I think also interesting to note is that the Tesla Semi project is being run by Jerome Julian. I think I'm also mispronouncing that. Do you, if you know the correct pronunciation, feel free to uh, <laughs> I don't intervene. Know. But um, it sounds good. <laughs> he's the former Model S program director and VP of vehicle engineering. But interestingly, before he came to Tesla, he worked for Daimler and led the Cascadia truck program. So obviously, he has a huge amount of experience in this and. I think everybody at Tesla, including Elon Musk, is aware of the fact uh, what they have to do to make this achievable. He has demonstrated that time and time again in, in pretty much everything he's talked about. But he gave a TED talk in April and he said um, that the single speed vehicle that they're talking about, the electric big rig, will be able to outtalk any diesel semi. And basically, if they can achieve that, then I think that they've cracked this huge, huge market. Yeah. And I do remember, uh, I think it was in Tesla's annual shareholder meeting. Um, it might have been the TED talk he did, but um, Elon Musk really emphasized that they're working closely with truckers and uh, they're basically don't want to bring to market anything uh, that they don't already want. So I think that's a really smart strategy um, since obviously uh, it's a super picky market um, that's, you know, transporting commercial products. So they have very specific things they need to achieve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you very much for joining me today, uh, Daniel. And um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Oh, I think that was great. Thanks. No, thank you very much. Uh, that's it from us today. If you would like to get in touch, please feel free to email us at industryfocusupful.com or tweet us on Twitter at MFIndustryFocus. As always, people on the program may own companies discussed on the show and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against stocks mentioned. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear. For Daniel, I'm Sarah Priestley. Thanks for listening and Fool on.